You're listening to DraftKings Network. Punch the shit right in the nose. <laughs> On this sheet of paper, there's a rundown for the show. It's called Oddball. My name, Amino Hassan. That person over there in New York City, Charlotte Wilder. And Charlotte, we have a fun show today. You know why it's a fun show, Charlotte? I have a guest, but you tell me. Because we get to role play. We get to become actors, thespians of the theater. In a and if you don't know what that means, this is going to be... A hint, but we're not going to tell you what that is yet. Okay, I won't tell them what it is. I will just say that before we get to that, we have headlines to discuss. Draymond Green, five-game suspension for his actions in that tussle that started the Warriors-Timberwolves game the other night. Clay Thompson, Rudy Gobert, and Jaden McDaniels all fined $25,000. Draymond's the only one who suspended five games uh, in a statement, the NBA says the length of the suspension is based on, in part, on Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts, or as I like to call it, a history of violence. Total salary loss by Draymond will be $770,000, roughly. So Charlotte, he got five games. Now, I've seen some people say John Moran got 25 games for not hurting anybody and merely exercising his constitutional right for, uh, to bear arms. Right. Was Draymond Green's suspension too heavy, too light, or just right, Goldilocks? The honest answer is I don't know. I mean, I think my feeling is that it's correct. I think that this is very different from an off-court issue like John Morant's where Mm -hmm. he was messing around with guns. There was a lot of stuff going on. It was over a couple of years. Um, Even though they were itty-bitty guns. Yeah, you know, I'm, size doesn't matter. <laughs> size doesn't matter. It's a visual. Uh, I think for... Thank you. <laughs> I, think for, I think for Draymond in a situation that is a very clear on-court situation um, and where he has done this kind of thing over and over and over and where he just jumped into the fray, he seemed, he seemed like he couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get his arms around Gobert's neck it feels appropriate. I feel like someone like John Morant, who has issues off the court that have been spanning a few years now, and then multiple instances with guns, multiple instances of um, people saying that he approached them off the court, just just stuff that felt like it had to be addressed in a very serious way. I think that for Draymond, who this was an on-court issue, he couldn't wait to jump into the fray. He was already suspended from a game this season for doing stuff like this. Um, And I think that the league was probably like, look, if we don't do something, like if we don't suspend him for five games, this guy is just going to keep, he's going to keep gaining strength. He's like a superhero whose power is like, you know, hurting guys, hurting guys in extracurricular activity on the court. Um, And so they were probably like, if we don't show him that there is serious consequences missing five games, then what's going to stop him? And that might not even stop him. Um, I don't know. Do you think that this is going to have any effect on what he does when he comes back to the court? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he's already told us in so many words that he's better at being Draymond than anybody else is. 
and don't tell him what to do or how to do it. And, you know, to, in his defense, like he's got a track record of success to go along with the track record of a history of violence. Yeah. That's why I think five games wasn't enough. And I, I okay. speak as someone who's an unapologetic Draymond, not supporter, but like uh, admirer of his game. And mm-hmm. I think he is the ultimate winner uh, and all of those things. But also, if you tell me that the punishment for going upside the head of someone I really don't like is five games, yeah, I'll take it. What, here? 790 grand? All right, here you go. And then I'm going full speed. That's him as a serial repeat offender being able to mm-hmm. do that. And again, this wasn't Rudy Gobert hard foul on Draymond Green, Draymond Green shoved, and then they got in a fight. This was, think about it, Clay Thompson versus Jade McDaniels, and here comes Draymond Green. He's like, it's my turn. It's my turn. Like, it, you can't. It's so. This, if the mic is Rudy, if the mic is Rudy, this is Draymond. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it is as tangential a yeah. cause to escalate violence as you could ever come up with. And he's just So, like, what do you think he should have been? Ten, I think 10 games. I think 10 games okay. and then let the Players Association, uh, like, appeal and then, you know, arbitration, whatever, get it down to whatever it is. But I think you have to send a message that you can't headhunt people. Uh, that's the whole reason why the NBA the way is the way it is. I said this yesterday's show. People call NBA soft because nobody fights anymore. They don't not fight because they're afraid to fight. They do not fight because the consequences for fighting have become so draconian that, like, no one wants to lose money like that. But... In this case, this is someone who clearly did not give a damn about the consequences. And I don't think, you know, like you do something in the in the moment, like, what about the consequences? To hell with the consequences. And then you do it and you're done and you go home. You're like, ah, crap, man, I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble, aren't I? Mm." And then they say, all right, Mm -hmm. Draymond, we're very disappointed. And you've got a long history of doing these kind of unsportsmanlike acts. Five games. And inside you must be like, he must be like, that's it? Oh, I got off really? free. I, I could see Draymond. I could see him feeling like five games is absurd. I feel like he, the, the way that he. Five games in November? The most meaningless of games? I know. But for, for a guy like this, whose entire etho, entire personality is based on doing this, and he's done this for a while. And this is, is this the first time he's been suspended five games? Yeah, this is the longest suspension of his career. That to him, that probably means more than the actual amount of games. Um, and I guess I just wonder if, given where the Warriors are right now and Steph being out, if there's any part of this with five games out where his team will be like, look, man, like you can't do this again. Like, sure, it's five games in November. What if it's five games in March? What if it's, five, you know, I, I feel like any, I feel like more than that would have given him the ability to be like, 10 games, 15 games, that's absurd. And then, like, rally people around him. Instead, five games is enough that his teammates can be like, don't do this again. Right. Like, just don't keep doing it. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think, yes, in terms of, hey, man, like, you got to. you got. But you saw, you heard what Steve Kerr said after the, like, they were all I like, know. yeah, I know. go ahead and do it. Yeah. And, and for them, like I said, like, if you say this is the penalty, juice is totally worth the squeeze. Now, if it's in the playoffs, different story. That's a different story, right? right? Because it, there's not a quantity 
of disposable basketball. Right now, it's all disposable basketball. And I know the league doesn't want to hear that. I know we created this in-season tournament to make it more valuable. And I think it has to some extent. But at the end of the day, it's still fairly disposable. And the reality is, even with the added value of tournament in-season tournament games, the psychic benefit for Draymond Green to go take out someone he does not like and has not liked for a very long time far exceeds whatever the cost is in terms of games missed or whatever. All right, I want to move on here because this is a really bizarre twist, right, to the Kelly Oubre story. Kelly Oubre was in an alleged, I have to say alleged, an alleged car accident uh, over the weekend and he's going to miss a significant amount of time. He's got some broken ribs. And then news stories started to file out about, like, well, the cops haven't been able to track down any camera evidence of an, of a, uh, an accident, which is kind of weird because it happened to him in Center City, Philadelphia, which is notoriously filled with cameras everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. businesses and ATMs and traffic cameras and all that. So that is kind of odd. Like, oh, there's no... There's no footage of this. But the latest thing is that TMZ leaked footage of Kelly Oubre entering his apartment moments after being hit in the accident. And the footage appears to be from the ring camera from his apartment. And Charlotte, you are the resident journalist, or you're more journalist than I am at least. Um, What are some of the integrity issues you are encountering here when you think about how this footage was acquired and the, their decision to even publish it. Well, I think TMZ has, this is their whole bread and butter, right? And they also pay people for stuff like this. They right. shell out lots of money to get this sort of video, to get stuff that other journalistic entities would not run because it is not ethically sound. Because this is the ring camera from someone's home, not just someone's home, of a, a famous NBA players home who is in the middle of something that people are starting to get a little confused about. And people are asking Nick nurse, do you believe him? And Nick nurse is like, why wouldn't I believe him? And so I guess the questions, and I have absolutely no Intel on this. So this is complete. What, we're, t- yeah, we're not talking about Kelly Oubre right now. We're talking about. No, no, no. TMZ this is the, the ring, camera. The ring yeah. camera. Yeah. This is, I have no Intel when it comes to the ring camera. But to me, it's either that somebody with access to it leaked it to TMZ for a reason or somebody who has access to someone with access to it who should have access to it leaks it to TMZ. Someone with access to it who should not have access to it leaked it to TMZ. And I think what it comes down to in something like this is what is the motive and who who benefits from showing Kelly Oubre coming home with his bike appearing hurt. And those are those are roads that I am not going to go down because uh, that is not what we're doing here. But I think that the 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 actual act of publishing that is sort of mind blowing. I saw it yeah. and I was like, I cannot believe this is on the Internet. This is so to me, you say who has a motive to do it. You already answered your question. This is an entity that pays people for stuff. It's we went through the same conversation a year ago with the Jordan pool punch that how mm-hmm. did this footage get out? And I had to explain to people like the because everyone's like oh it's probably the video coordinators like the video coordinators are not going to do that they're not they're not going to do something so easily traceable to them 
to jeopard, right. a jeopardize their their employment. No video coordinator wants to be a video coordinator for the rest of his life. You do it because you want to move up. I was a video coordinator and I wanted to be a front office guy and I became a front office guy. So a lot of video coordinators want to be coaches and they become coaches like Eric Spolstra and and uh, uh, Mike Brown and, and and a host of others, right? The camera to me, that looked like a security camera. It was someone who works in the building who has access to that but even then, that's hard to trace down or trickle down to a single person because there are a bunch of people who have access. And why would someone do that? Because a security guard is probably going to be a security guard at this job for as long as it is. And they get paid whatever they get paid, and you get offered a bunch of money for this thing. It's a different story. In this case, this is a ring camera in an apartment. Kelly Oubre signed on a one-year minimum deal. I'm guessing he didn't buy an apartment in Philadelphia. This is right. a rental. So who has so access? Who controls that? Who has right. access to that? Exactly. Is it is it the landlord? Is it Kelly Oubre and other residents in the thing? Is it a mixture? We don't know. But I'm guessing the only incentive that would make someone release something like that is financial compensation for it. Totally. Totally. They they there are a lot of thousands of dollars now, tossed around now, for that one. I'm TMZ. Without any other information in this story, it's just an invasion of privacy at this point. And yep. I, I, that's the part that, to me, I get that TMZ plays fast and loose with these things, but this is an, on an, another level. This isn't reporting that Michael Jackson has passed away before anybody else even knew that he was on his deathbed. This isn't releasing footage of a punch we had all heard about but thought we would never see this is just like hey look at this guy's house look at look at where he lives hey listen to this conversation yeah, and, with his significant other and that's just gross you know and hey think about how many people have access to your life and Whoa. what you i mean and Whoa. i think that what's interesting about it i mean is that this is they did it purely for seo they knew people were searching kelly Ubre. they had a ring camera footage that they had gotten from some also the devil works hard but tmz works harder Jeez. are you kidding me they've got like they found they got a person in the building to give them that so i think that it comes down to just an easy crass grab for clicks because they know that people are searching this and if they have video even if that video is of nothing i mean it's just like the 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 cycle that we're in and it's it's really gross and uh everybody Check your ring cameras, I guess. All right. Well, before we Check get out, permission settings. Before we get out of here, I just want to throw out this one. And the headline is James Harden on the Clippers. Quote, when we figure this out, it's going to be scary. He's still I, trying to get into, quote, I, James Harden shape. I keep reiterating, I didn't have a training camp or preseason, so kind of learning on the fly. Also, getting myself into James Harden shape. Last night was definitely another step in the right direction and just keep improving. Charlotte. If you had to describe James Harden's shape, what would that be? Well, I was just going to say that he says it's going to be scary. I think it already is a little scary. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> James hey, Harden's shape? Nobody knows what James Harden's shape is. I do. mean, James it, Harden's it, shape, it, it, I round. know you know. It's round. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot like Zion's shape. Uh, hey, you know what, Charlotte? You and I were both SAG certified, I think. So we're allowed to act well, now. We're allowed to <laughs> act. And we're going to act in a segment called NBA Life Coach next. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? 
Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And now, a session with an NBA life coach. Hi, Draymond. Thank you so much for taking the time to come to me, um, a life coach for the NBA. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of you for even stepping into this space. I think it's really important to be honest with ourselves and talk about what we're feeling and going through. And um, I'm just here to help. So why don't we start with um, how are you feeling after your five-game suspension for putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold? I mean, Dr. Wilder, honestly, I feel like this is all bull. I'm, I should be applauded for what I did. I was defending my teammate. My teammates were under attack. Now, being a bad teammate is, is against the rules. I just don't understand it sometimes. I don't, I, and I feel like there's just a separate set of rules for me that the rest of the war league and the rest of the world uh, like abides by a certain set of rules. And then when it comes to old Raymond, we have a whole different Raymond set of rules. And I'm just kind of tired and I'm sick of it. I don't understand. 
Okay. Uh, thank you for sharing. Um, do you think, does any part of you feel like it might have to do with um, how you yourself have said that you are the only one, the best one at being Draymond? Do you think that there's any part of you that has, has put that energy out there and is and that is what people are, are reacting to? Or do you think this is completely in a vacuum? I mean, I, I, I did say that, but like, isn't it true? I don't tell you, Dr. Wilder, how to do your job, how to be a better uh, therapist or life coach. Uh, I don't. And if I did, I would be I would be crazy. I think I think people need to just worry about their own lives, particularly if their lives aren't as cool as mine. I mean, I think I have a pretty cool life. I have something to do with that. I did that. I made this life for myself and, and for my family and for my friends and my teammates. And I just don't get enough recognition. I mean, look, there are four banners hanging from that Chase Center ceiling. Does anyone say thank you, Draymond? Does anyone say, hey, Draymond, if it weren't for you keeping the law, where would we be? No one ever says that. They always think I'm out of control and I'm ruining everything. I'm not ruining everything, Doc. I'm not. I completely hear you. Uh, I do know something about being suspended uh, from practice. I did have some patients that I got involved in an MLM. Uh, but, you know, Draymond, are there any past instances that you regret? Are there anything that people have said, the league had said this was based on on past behavior? This wasn't one instance. Is there anything you can think back on where, hey, maybe I crossed a line? And can you see where that could lead to suspension of benefit of the doubt when when you are so eager to uh, jump in and, and, and defend your teammates? Um... Well, I crossed the line. No, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Anything, I mean, not, nothing as bad as running a pyramid scheme. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Well, I, I said that to make you feel seen. Uh, we don't have to dwell. Do you think that going forward without you for five games, your team can be successful? I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an important part of the team and, and I need to be there for them from both sides of the ball. But at the same time, I kind of feel like even the league knows what I did wasn't that bad because, I mean, <laughs> five games in November, to just see that stupid French face gasp for air, totally worth it. Although unfair, unfair to me, but also totally worth it. He was all, oh, pouvez-vous, oh, no, hey, sacré bleu, qu'est-ce qui se passe, ouais, ouais, oh, no, c'est pas vrai, c'est pas vrai. He kept yelling that. Uh, I had to ask uh, uh, Jonathan Kaminga later, I said, what does c'est pas vrai mean? And he was like, that means this can't be real, it's, it's not right. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's so right. It, oh, Doc, you should have seen it. Oh, my God. Oh, I'd give anything to do it again. All right. Uh, well, that's all the time we have for today, Draymond. Next mm. week, we're going to examine why you get so much joy from violence. Um, but thank you for coming in. I appreciate you opening your heart to this experience. And I think that we're going to have a lot of success together. Oh, good afternoon, Anthony. It's nice of you to join us. So what so. seems to be the problem? Uh, I don't know. I played like shit tonight. That simple, Doc. I mean, that's part of life, right? We have good days. We have bad days. And how you navigate the bad days and, you know, not get too high on the good days. That's what brings it all together. 
I know. I just feel like, you know, this summer, Braun was like, you're the face of the team. Oh. And now I have to like be the face of the team. Do you know how hard that is when your hip hurts so much all the time? And everyone's out there on TV being like, oh, he could have been great. But now we know who he is. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. You know how hard it is to do this? This is such a hard job. And my hip hurts. But I still played great on Tuesday, but nobody's talking about that. So then I have to go there in front of the media and be like, oh, it's my fault because I'm the face of the Lakers, even though everybody knows it's LeBron. It's LeBron. Is this a daddy issue? I don't know, Doc. You tell me. Well, tell me more about this. LeBron, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a little bit more kind of background on this character, who he is to you and (sighs) your relationship with him. Everybody always wants to talk to me about LeBron. And now my therapist, sorry, life coach wants to talk to me about LeBron. LeBron's great. Okay. LeBron's amazing. He's in his 21st season. I'm not. I get it. I'm younger. And yet when I'm out there at nine points, at nine points on Wednesday, and then LeBron comes in and all of a sudden he closes a gap and everyone's like, oh, okay, so see, it is LeBron's team. LeBron, 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 LeBron. That's all I ever hear. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? This isn't. It's not like I'm trying to be bad. It's not like I'm trying to be hurt. It's not like I want my hip to be an issue. The, everybody's got it all twisted. You said, you mentioned about um, not wanting to be hurt. Now, are you talking in a physical sense or are you talking in an emotional sense? Nobody's ever asked me that before. I think both. It's okay. I think both. I think I'm really sad, Doc. I think it's really hard to be the face of a franchise when somebody else is the face of the franchise. So it's sort of like I'm wearing a mask every night, but I'm not because it's my own face, but it's like somebody else's face. You know what I mean? Have you had a conversation with LeBron about your feelings? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, the thing that makes it hard is I can't even not like him. Like, he's so nice to me, and he's so supportive, and he's such a good teammate, and he's such a great leader, and he sees the court better than everybody else. And he's the one who went out there and was like, no, it's Anthony. And I was like, I really appreciate that. You know, like, that really meant a lot to me, and I just feel like I'm not living up. Sorry. Take your time. I'm not living up to the expectations, and it's, like, really hard, and. I'm just treating it ever. I'm just trying to go day by day, but like that's where everybody says they're press conference. What about your other coworkers? Have you had any conversation with them about perhaps seeing you in that different light as opposed to the same old disappointment that they got used to in the past? Disappointment? Uh, I'm sorry. It's a word I've been running from my whole career, Doc. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, now that Gabe's here, I'm like, what were you, an undrafted free agent? Do you want a national championship? Cool. Like, I'm still like, I've still got, I've still got it. I still know that I'm better than these guys. I still know that I can be the best. Uh, and then Austin Reeves, I'm sorry, <laughs> we're still trying to make that happen. Like, yeah, I, I think on. you suffer, Anthony, from an external locus of control. You are blaming many of your life difficulties on external sources, whether it is this Braun, this Austin, this Gabe, but it's not Braun, Austin, and Gabe. It's you. It's internal. You have to see what's inside you and conquer that, confront that in order to get to the other side. I do have an MRI scheduled soon, so I guess we'll see what's inside then. Let me know how that goes. We are out of time, unfortunately. 
right, see Denise go. on their way out and, you know, schedule the next one. Reese, Reese, my unibrow. The time of my life. And we owe it all the years. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.